sports, politics, life. Advanced Medical Imaging presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at medimageks.com. We're going to make this our best day at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. I'm very much looking forward to later today picking my mom up and taking her to the casino so she can put a bet in on the Chiefs. That's right. My mom is very excited about the fact that Chiefs are getting three and a half points. And she now understands what a money line is. And she wants to put a little money on the Chiefs plus 160, which means you actually make more money than you risk if the Chiefs win the game. So we're going to be doing that later today. We're going to hold sports for a few more minutes on this episode of KKHI as we'll uh, get you updated on the Chiefs and we'll do the full preview of the Chiefs-Ravens championship weekend and whatnot on Friday here at KKHI. We'll look forward to that. So I am I am on cloud nine this morning. I woke up to the news on this Thursday that Mitch McConnell is doing a 180. And I'm so excited about all this. I can't stand it. I, I just can't. Donald Trump, in a very short period of time over the course of, really it was eight days between Iowa and New Hampshire, has regained the Republican Party. MAGA, America First, whatever you want to call it, Donald Trump is now in charge of this party. And we see this in a story that was first published late Wednesday evening by something called Punchbowl News, but it's also a Daily Caller now. There have been uh, comments from Josh Hawley and some of the other Lee, some of the other conservative senators that we have in Washington that the border bill has fallen apart. And I don't even like calling it a border bill because, well, for two reasons. One, we have laws to protect us at the border from what's happening. Joe Biden is choosing not to enforce them. We don't really need a new law. Everything is there for him to stop this. He doesn't need a thing to stop what's going on at the border. He doesn't need anything. So tying this to Ukraine aid and Israel aid to me has always just been awful. I think, like if I were running for office as a conservative, I would tell all my constituents, my goal, I can't promise I do this every time, my goal is to only be on committees or try to introduce bills that are one issue, one thing. Like, we're going to vote on the border. Then separately, we're going to vote on Ukraine. Then separately, we're going to vote on Israel. And you peel these things apart, and you let the voters see how their representatives voted on each, each issue. Instead of both parties claiming victory, we looped all this stuff into one big bill with 27 different things in it, and everybody got something they wanted. And you know, you got to compromise. You got to do this. No, you don't need any compromise in Washington, D.C. You don't. There are issues, and, and I'll give you a losing one for Republicans. We've talked about this before. A losing issue for Republicans now is abortion. There are losing ones. If you just put forth an abortion law, and made people vote on it, you'd see where they are, and then that's that. You don't tie it into a bunch of other stuff. You don't ask the Supreme Court to do it. Let's have a law in this land. It could be anywhere from no abortions are legal to an abortion up to the time of birth is illegal. It could be anything in between. But I think what they're sent there to do is to put a law in place and to vote on it and actually take a stance. A personal stance is our representative. So I'm thrilled to hear that Mitch McConnell met with his... Republican colleagues in the Senate and said the polit this was yesterday, said the politics at the border has, quote, flipped. He referred to Trump as the nominee, and he said, we are in, quote, a quandary. Well, they're not in a quandary at all. You know, tying Ukraine to the border is bad business. It's bad politics. We need to ditch Mitch, and Trump will. 
I think what McConnell's trying to do is hang on here another year, is basically what he's trying to do, not get run out right now. He is essentially doing a 180 here and supporting Trump. He told all the other Republicans, do not undermine Donald Trump. He is our nominee. Now, I'm going to give Mitch McConnell credit for that. I know he's a crazy old man. He's had health issues and he shouldn't be there. I put him in the same category with Biden at this point. He should not be there. And the fact that there is no mechanism for the Republicans to replace him with Josh Hawley as the Senate leader is beyond me or somebody like Josh Hawley. This should be done. It makes you ask, what's wrong with these people? That they're going to tie this stuff to Ukraine? They're, Ukraine and the border are polar opposites. We're giving money to secure Ukraine's border, and we're not taking care of our border. And again, the real problem with this issue is the laws are on the books. Donald Trump had this slowed to a drip of people coming in. This also happens on the heels of the Cary Lake incident in Arizona that we talked about on Wednesday's podcast. Jeff DeWitt, the Republican chair in Arizona, has resigned after telling Cary Lake that there are powerful people in D.C. that have the money and the backing and the wherewithal. They would like to ask you to not run for two more years, and they would like to pay you handsomely. They'd like to do for you. And now all the reports are leading back to Mitch McConnell, that this was his doing keep Kerry Lake from running, that it was the Senate re-election campaign committee and the money that they have and the donors that they have, the never-Trumpers, that those were the people, and McConnell was right in the epicenter of this thing. So we shouldn't be surprised that Mitch McConnell has done a 180. He's trying to deflect away from, uh-oh, McConnell's responsible for Kerry Lake. Uh-oh, McConnell's responsible for a terrible bill that Trump voters and voters in November, because it's an election year, this is a different year, if you're on the ballot this November, it's totally different than any other year. Election years are just different. People show up, they vote, and they care about different things. They care about things like border security, police, security, safety, economy, funding wars, taxes. They don't care about trans- transgender bathroom policies in presidential elections. That's not the people that are going to make the difference showing up. They're not. So here come the masses, and we know what the masses like, and Mitch McConnell knows this. We're watching power work in real time. The power is switching from the wonky swampness of Mitch McConnell's DC world that he's been in his entire life to Donald Trump is the nominee and Trump is carrying the day. So already Trump has taken over what's going on with Republicans in Washington, DC. The saddest thing is that they ever left him the last three years. How can these not these people not be smarter than this? The things that they've already done the money that was continued to be sent to Ukraine, the things that we that we do. I think the message right now should be very clear. Somebody in the House, Mike Johnson, people in the House, should just put forth a bill, introduce a bill, and say this is it. This is a border bill. And I would make it as simple as bill ever. It would be like two paragraphs, maybe not even that, just a couple of par- paragraphs. And it would be, one, we will add additional funding to hire this many more people to work at the border or enact the National Guard or whatever action we can take. We authorize that. We make that law. And then B, it reinforce, here are the laws that are on the books. The border should be sealed. And pass it. And then ask the Senate to pass it. And let's let the Democrats on a one-issue item vote no or let Joe Biden veto it. 
Look, the man's boxed in a corner already on the border issue. Greg Abbott in Texas has put Biden in a corner. So they got the ruling from the Supreme Court that it was not actually a ruling of a court case that says we're not going to overturn the injunction here that the feds have. We're not overturning this. We'll let the court case play out. Then if we have to do a a court case, we'll decide maybe differently then. But anyway, he allowed the feds to go in and say, you have the authority to take the razor wire down. They haven't done that. Why haven't they taken down Abbott's razor wire? And why did Abbott double down when that came down? He doubled down and he's putting up more razor wire and he's making it more secure because he's daring Joe Biden to send the feds in to defeat his National Guard or make them stand down and cut down the razor wire. They want the visual of Joe Biden coming in, tearing down the razor wire. That's what they want because the entire country is watching and it's election year and this shouldn't be happening in election year. This should happen three years ago. But it is an election year, and we're seeing it ramp up, and thank God it's happening. But what we're basically saying here is if Mitch McConnell and these clowns can't get together and and do something, or even if they do do something, does it mean that Biden's going to enforce it? I don't know. Uh, Theoretically, if if, if the House passes it, the Senate passes it, and Joe Biden passes it, Joe Biden will enact it. But Joe Biden isn't going to do anything. And if you tie Ukraine to the bill... And you send $100 billion to Ukraine, he'll spend that money in Ukraine and do nothing at the border the next 10 months. He's not going to do it. This is wasted time in D.C. They need to, 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 they need to win the narrative here and say it doesn't, this all needs to be Biden. It doesn't matter. Change the discussion from we're going to pass something to there's laws on the books, enforce them. Read the laws. Send the laws out in emails to everybody. Put them, have news conferences. Here's the law. Enforce this law. There are all kinds of laws on the books for the federal government to close the border and enforce this. We don't need new laws. We might need some changes. There might be some things we can add to the laws, but we don't need laws to stop this. The laws are in place. This is irrefutable. And here's Mitch McConnell saying he's in a quandary and doing a 180 because it now looks like he was the one or his people were the people trying to pay off Carrie Lake to not run so Trump can't win Arizona to keep Trump out so D.C. remains a swamp. Folks, that's all this is about. And voters aren't stupid. Conservative voters aren't stupid. They see Donald Trump as the only person that's not a swamp creature. And now they see Carrie Lake that way. She improved her future dramatically, and maybe she set this dude up. Was it dirty politics setting this guy up, recording that? Carrie Lake, it seems like, was wearing a lavalier microphone underneath her blouse. She was mic'd up and knew it was being recorded. So was she acting? Of course. Was it a a perfect tape for her to release for her own benefit? Absolutely. Was it a setup? Probably. But it's been around for months and months and months, and she didn't use it. So something was going on that wasn't working for her, and she decided to out these people. Now, Carrie Lake, basically, I would think, is in a position to put whoever she wants in to be the GOP chair. And that gives her 10 months for the GOP chair and the people in Arizona to make sure these elections in November are not fraudulent. And if Mitch McConnell and all these people on the left were willing to pay Carrie Lake all this money to not run so Trump wouldn't win Arizona, what the hell are they paying the election officials? What are they paying DAs? What are they paying the attorney general? What are they paying these other people to make sure that there's voter fraud. 
It's a legitimate question. We heard it right there on tape. There is money for you, Carrie Lake, to not run. It's from the Never Trumpers. Who else is getting this money? Everybody. Nikki Haley's getting it. You know she is. Mitch McConnell was getting it. Let's, let's just cut right to the core of this. Mitch McConnell's been getting richer and richer and richer as a Never Trumper. He doesn't like Trump. And now he walks in and says, okay, we got to pivot on this. It's bad politics. We got to flip because we're in a quandary. There's no quandary. Funding Ukraine and securing our border are two different things. And the Republicans right now, and that's Josh Hawley and every single one of them, they need to pivot and say, you know what? This is stupid. We don't need new laws. What we need is Joe Biden to enforce the laws. Donald Trump enforced them. Joe Biden didn't. That would be a great message for 10 months leading up to an election. Trump enforced them. Here's his numbers. Biden didn't. Same damn laws. Here's what Trump did under the law. Here's what Biden did under the law. That's easy. That's easy for any American to understand. Stop with the we need new laws. We need to enforce the ones that we have. We're watching power in real time. And to me, that is awesome to see. I love that. I also love that he's boxed in a corner. They've given Texas 24 more hours to do something, to either stand down or tear the razor wire down or whatever. Again, the feds are telling Texas, you have 24 more hours. Well, 24 more hours tell what? What exactly are you going to do? You're going to send federal agents and troops up against the Texas National Guard, back them down, and start cutting down the razor wire? Because that looks like civil war when you watch it on a video monitor. That's what you're going to do? That's what you want, Joe Biden? You're going to go in and make Texas stand down and rip down the barriers. I want to see this. I want to see the election is over when America sees that. It's over. Now Biden is literally, visually tearing down our national security for people to see. You can watch it in real time. There will be live shots of it, folks. There's going to be drones in the sky. There will be cameras everywhere. There will be no hiding this one. You send the feds in and stand down the Texas National Guard and start ripping that barrier down. Good luck in the future. Every American will see that. This the same week where Sloppy Joe gets up to the podium in Virginia to talk about abortion, abortion, abortion. That's coming over the next 10 months. And he's in Virginia where Glenn Youngkin is the uber popular governor. He's got like 60% approval rating, 64%, I think was the latest approval rating. They love Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. It's turning red, by the way, because of Glenn Youngkin. They're like, well, wait a second, these policies are better. Our taxes are lower, we're safer. There's good things going on here in Virginia. Remember Virginia, the big Democrat place in Virginia is, you know, right across the river from D.C. That's Virginia. It's where all the big leftists live. They live right there in Virginia. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of them that work for the federal government or in government around D.C. They live in Virginia. This is where the swamp lives. They live in Virginia. The rest of Virginia is like Warrensburg. Well, Warrensburg's got a college town. There's a bunch of professors. So maybe that's not the right one. The rest of Virginia is like Odessa or Paola. There's a couple of good examples. It's Trumpville, and they're winning elections there now. So Biden goes up a couple of days ago. It's, oh, it's great to be here in Virginia with the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. Well, Terry McAuliffe lost. He lost to Glenn Youngkin. And some people were saying, well, this can't be right because we always win Virginia. There must be election interference here. 
There were some rumblings about that, but Youngkin won. And so clearly Joe Biden is an election denier saying Terry McAuliffe is the real governor here. That'd be like me saying the real president is Trump. The real governor is Terry McAuliffe. They backed off of it and said he was making a joke. So Peter Ducey goes to KJP yesterday and says, why is election denying now a joke with Joe Biden? And she goes, I don't know what you mean. And Ducey says, well, what is the joke? And she says, I, I don't understand the question. There's no, no joke. She says, no, the president said the real governor is Terry McAuliffe. Then he backed it off by saying he was making a joke. When did election denying become a joke? And she has no answer for him. None. These people are buffoons. And if we can find a way to reach the people that vote for them, for them to see how disingenuous and dishonest they are, we may really be onto something. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues is brought to you by Back9 Development. Online at back9development.com. This one's really simple, folks. If you're looking to build or if you're looking to invest in developments, real estate, if you think this is a good place, or if this is what you do for a living, some people are real estate developers and investors yourself, you might want to meet with TJ Volkanskis and talk to him about some of the projects he has going and things that he's involved in. It may be a perfect match for your portfolio or your business plan or your personal plan to build a new home. All under one umbrella. That's why it's Back9 Development. Back9development.com does all kinds of different developments. Anywhere in Kansas City, Lawrence, Topeka, Manhattan, Back9development.com has a wonderful portfolio for you to check out online at their website, Back9development.com, or call TJ personally at 785-236-0161. No project is too big or too small. If you've got some land, he might like to talk to you about developing it. If you're interested in that, call TJ and say, hey, I got this land. It's good land. It's prime land. Or... I know this place. Hey, TJ, take a look at this place right here. What do you think about this? Do you think this would be a good place to develop X? If you've got an idea, call him. 785-236-0161, back9development.com. Buck Roofing and Construction, he does all the roof work for all Back 9 Development projects. Everything, start to finish. I love it when our sponsors have gotten together and become sort of business associates, friends, partners, whatever it may be. Buck Roofing does all the roofing for Back 9 Development. That's awesome. Why wouldn't they? They probably also do all the disposal work now with BuckDisposal.com. When the weather's warm up here and all this snow's melting and you start seeing drips coming through your ceiling or through your windows, better call Buck Roofing and get your free inspection. Do not climb up on your own roof. Buck Roofing will do it for you. The inspection is free. 913-384-2680. And you'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. And Great Life Golf is online at greatlifekc.com. Spring is right around the corner. The golf courses are going to be green. If you've made a commitment to play more golf this year, you can save a lot of money by joining one of the Great Life clubs. They're essentially monthly membership clubs, and you can play all you want for one monthly fee. For more information, call Great Life Golf. They've got, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 golf courses in the Kansas City area, 50 overall. You can play in North Carolina, Florida, Texas, courses everywhere. Call 913-802-4552 or log on to greatlifekc.com to see where the courses nearest you are and you get different information about the different golf clubs that they have. Anywhere from really high end with swimming pools and really nice fancy restaurants to just a place where you can play for a one monthly rate, you can play all you want. Greatlifekc.com. Love those guys. I'm getting ready to play some golf now. Woo. No golf vacation for Kev this winter. This just doesn't seem right. 
Why? Why? I mean, I know you count on the podcast being here every day, but I ought to be able to take a vacation, don't you think? Ah, we do not have one planned. We just flat don't. But you know what? It's supposed to be 63 degrees a week from Saturday. You can bet your bottom dollar where I'm going to be if it's 63 degrees next Saturday, for sure. Love this story out of the state of Kansas. They did a poll in Kansas, and I think the same thing would happen in Missouri. There are so many similarities between the states in Kansas and Missouri um, that I feel like even if I'm talking about Kansas, Missourians should be interested. If I'm talking about Missouri, Kansans should be interested. There's just so many similarities. There's a proposal in Kansas for a flat income tax, a lowering of the tax to 5.25%, and it's a flat tax. It's the same tax for everyone. And the governor has previously vetoed this because somehow abortion decided on who the governor is in Kansas. New polling suggests 61% of Kansans like the flat tax idea including 45% of registered Democrats. Do you know why they like it? Because it's simple and it's fair and it lowers taxes for everyone. That's it. There's a giant surplus in Kansas and they want to enact this for three years and we'll save taxpayers in Kansas about $1.8 billion, which clearly is money that Kansans will spend in some fashion. If it's in their pocket, they will spend it. It will not be a government project. It'll be the private sector. So this is a little complicated over audio to explain, but I think you'll be able to follow this. This isn't hard. Right now, the tax rate in Kansas for someone up to $15,000 is 3.1%. But you have to pay that. If you make $8,000, you got to pay it. Up to $15,000, it's 3.1%. 15 to 30,000, it's 5.25. Over 30,000 is 5.7. So they want to bring it down to 5.25 for everyone and give everyone $12,300 free. So the first $12,300 that you make, you're exempt from any taxes. There's zero. So for everyone, that's $700. For everyone. That is $700. Now, you can figure this out. If you made $15,000, the next $2,700, you're going to get taxed at 5.25. But you didn't get taxed at all, completely exempt, on your first $12,300. So they benefit. fifteen to 30000 benefits because they get $12,300 free. Their rate stays the same at 5.25, but the first $12,300 is not taxed. Then for anyone else, and let's just use $100,000 because it's a round number. At $100,000, your rate goes down from 5.7 to 5.25. So you save $700 on your first $12,300. And then you save about $440 more, I think the math is, on that, on the remaining tax. A half a, half a point, basically, on the remainder of what you make. So someone who makes $100,000 a year we'll save about $1,200, a little under $1,200. That's pretty good. They didn't save that much. It was only half a point on those people, but it's a little more money that more people will be spending. And it all adds up and it all makes sense. And the math is simple and brilliant. And how anybody could vote no for this, I don't understand. Every single taxpayer 
saves money on the Kansas income tax. I am a huge proponent of lower income taxes. And I don't even care if this is a net zero thing. If they find a way, like Kansas has one of the cheapest turnpike systems in America. I don't care if they raise the rates on those roads. I don't know why we don't. I don't know why we don't. Trucking is everything in America these days. This is a gold mine for Kansas and probably should be a gold mine for Missouri. They should be doing a turnpike stretch somewhere on I-70. They ought to be doing it. (laughs) It's just going to raise your Amazon prices. Whatever, America's addicted to Amazon. Let's put some tax on these trucks, man. Let's raise the rates for the trucks is basically what I'm saying in Kansas and Missouri. And if you want to lower income taxes for people who live there, everybody wins. Now you've changed it to a consumption tax instead of an income tax. If you lower the income tax in Missouri and you build a turnpike and you start taxing truckers coming through, does it add to the cost of the socks you ordered on Amazon? Yes, but it's your choice to keep ordering that crap that you don't need. It's your choice. Live with less. If you think you're trying to get by and it's times are tough and this and that, buy less. Get the hell off Amazon for a couple months. Take a break. Just say no. Let Amazon and the truckers and those companies pay for it. Who can't live with that? I'm in any way, shape, and form, I'm a simpleton. I'm in favor in any way of shifting tax money, tax revenues away from penalizing people for working to giving the people the choice of whether they want to pay tax or not by buying stuff. That's a simple, that's as simple as anybody could state it. That's it. Don't tax me for working, for God's sake. Tax me for spending, and then it's my choice. You see what they've done to all of us, don't you? Once you put an income tax in, you can't get rid of it, but Kansas is lowering it, and that sounds like a heck of a good plan to me. All right, Sports Today, brought to you by Advantage Termite and Pest Control. Online at AdvantageTPC.com, 913-768-8989 is the number. All your pest control needs, residential and commercial, and they do lawn care now. Not the mowing and all that, but fertilization plans and whatnot. If you would like to have them do five, six treatments a year, you can sign up for the annual treatment have it all bundled into one with your termite and pest control. Advantage TPC, 913-768-8989. Get the advantage with Advantage Termite and Pest Control. Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC, home of the Lifetime Warranty in Excelsior Springs. Many of you are getting your car serviced there. They'll pick, doesn't matter make or model. They'll come pick it up. If you still work at a workplace, awesome. They'll come to your workplace, pick it up, service it, and bring it back to you. They'll do that for you. They'll do it at your residence. RobertsRobinson.com. Home of the Lifetime Warranty. Low interest rates are back on Chevy Silverado, GMC Sierra, and the beautiful line of SUVs like the Blazer that I have. Chevy Blazer. Low interest rates are back. They've got some inventory, and they can find what you're looking for or have it built for you. RobertsRobinson.com. And Jocelyn's Jewelry, Gary and his team are ready to have you come in and take a look for Valentine's Day. Gary will be in there this Saturday along with Dave and Cameron. These dudes run a great shop, and everyone that works there is non-commissioned, so you never get pressured. Everything is value. Honestly, everything is value. That's it's. I can't say it more plainly than this. Gary Joslin's family are pretty simple people. They're just like us, okay? They have been blessed through the years 
to be successful in business, and they do not live and die by the bottom line. I mean, he's obviously got to stay in business and make a little profit, but he's not trying to make every nickel he can. If he was doing that, there'd be 10 of these stores. He would have franchised. He'd be doing all this other stuff. No, it's just old school, old fashioned. It's the way to go. Joslyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, the jeweler you'll recommend to your friends and family. On to sports. Here we go. We asked all year, could the Chiefs flip a switch come playoff time? The answer unequivocally through two games is yes. Yes, their offense certainly has. They're scoring points. They've scored 27 two weeks in a row in a year where scoring is down. And an an offense that scored 27 in a row, 27 twice in a row, and the number two defense in the NFL is somehow a three and a half point underdog and plus 160 on the money line. Oh, and these guys have won two Super Bowls. This one's amazing. I can't say this loud enough. Yes, of course the Chiefs can lose. Yes, McCole Hardman can fumble twice, and the Chiefs can lose. Mahomes can throw two interceptions or fumble in the pocket and have a touchdown for the Ravens' defense. These things can happen as accidents. You can be taking care of the ball and doing everything just right, and by a fluke, that ball can bounce around and bounce to their guy and score a touchdown, and you can lose a game. Of course the Chiefs can lose. But why would anybody think going in the Chiefs are going to lose? And when we ask about the flip switching, we also have to know this. Andy Reid is a saver. At his core, his real genius, especially offensively, his real genius is he's a saver. He understands in September that they're not playing in January. He doesn't open up the whole playbook. There's things, there's wrinkles, there's new plays. Folks, the misdirection and the fake handoffs last week that we saw were completely different. I haven't talked about this all week. It was a completely different look. The running game was a completely different look last week, and the week before that was completely different than the regular season. Now the data are in. The data are in. The data is in. Now we have the data. The Chiefs used three tight ends last week on 23.4% of the snaps. That's the second most since 2016 for any Chiefs game. What was the most? They did it since 2016? Oh, that was the week before against the Dolphins. So the last two weeks is the most the Chiefs have used three tight ends in seven years. They averaged four plays per game all year with three tight ends. Now it's a quarter of their snaps. It's pretty much every possession they're doing it. Blake Bell was a monster as a blocker last week. Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey, three tight ends. We saw the results. You don't turn the ball over. You can run a little clock. You play more to your defense. And if you're behind, you still have Patrick Mahomes. If that defense failed and and Josh Allen, if that field goal went through or whatever, you don't think Mahomes is going to come back and win the game? You're still favored at that point. You got a two out of three chance Mahomes has the ball that you're going to win. So it's about clock management. It's all these things. It's it's like an NBA game now for the Chiefs. It's making sure the clock is in your favor, things like that. Folks, this is the flip of the switch. This is Andy Reid reinventing his team in the postseason, saving it all year, saying we're not going to be the team. We're going to go out. We're going to have fun. We're going to, Travis Kelsey's going to throw the ball backwards. We're going to get up on the line, line up off sides and do all these things. Not now. It's the playoffs. It's just different. 
And switching, flipping the switch sometimes is changing what you are. About eight weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago, I did a, a monologue on the Bills, the 49ers, the Ravens, and one other team. It might have been Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati because they lost their quarterback. And I said, wow, look at these teams. They are really starting to run the ball, not turn it over, and play to their defense. I said, wouldn't it be nice if the Chiefs stopped doing some of the stupid crap that they do? And then we didn't see it. We sat there and watched Mahomes give up 14 points to the Raiders. You heard Stan Weber on Monday say that was the turning point in the season, that it took that for the Chiefs to see we're not beating anybody if we don't do the things right, little things right. In short order, not only have they taken better care of the ball, especially Patrick Mahomes, they've changed their offense. And now they got three tight ends and they're running the ball and their downfield blocking is a mismatch because teams generally line up against the Chiefs in a three tight end set with, and the Bills did this all week last week, with more defensive backs than linebackers. So defensive backs have to come out and get blocked by Blake Bell and Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray. That's a 50-pound mismatch. And there's your running game, mostly your secondary running game. You still have to have a hole at the line of scrimmage. But once you have that hole, now you can get 13 yards. Folks, this is playoff football. And, and it's so easy to say everything changes, but looking at how the Chiefs are going to do this this week, it's not complicated. It's just doing it. You contain Lamar Jackson in the pocket and you make him throw the ball. Justin Reed said that yesterday. If we do that, their, their only shot, their game plan, and, they, and, and the Ravens did this last week against the Texans and Reed pointed this out. Justin Reed, not Andy Reed. Said they wore their defense down. And that's possible, but we can't let this happen. So watch for rotations in the first half. Watch for a lot of different defensive personnel in for the Chiefs, a lot, to get guys' snaps off. Chiefs can't get worn down, keep Lamar in the pocket, make him throw. It's a simple game plan. Executing, it's not easy. I'm not saying it is. It's a simple game plan. Isaiah Pacheco missed practice yesterday. So did Joe Tooney. Tooney is probably out with the peck, but Nick Allegretti came in in that game and played well. Andy Reid says he's basically a starter that doesn't have a spot. So he loves Allegretti. But Tooney's going to do everything he can to try to get out there and play on Sunday. Pacheco will likely play, even though he didn't practice. He knows he runs funny. He's seen all the memes online. He said yesterday, uh, the funniest one he said, uh, the meme said he saw, quote, they say I run like I bite people, but I ain't no zombie. And he wanted to thank the Baltimore fans for throwing snowballs at him. He thought that was fun. There's another difference between the Chiefs. There's a lot of whining and complaining teams out there and sports teams to be like, Oh, they threw a cup on the field or a snowball at me. Oh, this is terrible. They should arrest these people. You know all those. You've heard that crowd. You know where that is. You, you can name the places where you hear that over and over. Did you hear anybody on the Chiefs complain about the snowballs? No. No, they didn't. We'll talk about some complaining here uh, more in a couple of moments. But I like this game. And I like the changes the Chiefs have made. There's one very significant. Jim Harbaugh is headed to the AFC West. He's the new coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a weird offseason for coaching moves. They, nobody wanted to take the Dallas job, clearly, because Harbaugh would have been a great fit in Dallas. So would Belichick. But neither one of these guys wanted to go there and share the spotlight or take orders from Jerry Jones. So that was out. He winds up with the Chargers in the toughest division in football. I don't know that I get it. He had to leave college because he was being targeted. 
One of the reasons he's being targeted is who the Harbaugh brothers are. Did you see John Harbaugh after they won last week? He started his news conference with a prayer right in front of the media, drives them bat spit crazy. This is the liberal Washington, D.C. area media that cover the Ravens. And when he sits there and preaches and they talk about Trump or do whatever they do, the Harbaugh's, they're Catholic. It just, it's mind-blowing. But they can't criticize him because the team's winning. And they know that. And Harbaugh was at the abortion pro-life rally in D.C. last week, and then the game and whatnot. And he's been speaking about the ills of abortion. And the NCAA hates him. The presidents of the university hate him. The media hate him. It's a witch hunt. They're coming after him. They were going to put him on probation. So he's leaving. So the NCAA can't touch him. And he's going to go to the Chargers. Will he go back to Michigan someday? Maybe. I don't know. But Harbaugh, the coach of the Chargers, it's a tough job. I think he believes he's got his quarterback. And they're clearly going to be better. This guy's won everywhere he's been. The division got tougher. That's easy to say. Just like the division got tougher when Sean Payton got to Denver. The guy can coach. It got tougher. Doesn't mean he's going to win anything meaningful in Denver. And it doesn't mean Harbaugh and the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl. It does mean the division got tougher for the Chiefs. No doubt about that. Kansas State lost on Wednesday night at Iowa State. As predicted, I think they're about to embark on a one, two, three-game losing streak. They're at Houston next, then they play Oklahoma. K-State isn't very good. I've mentioned that. They play hard. Oh, my God, they play hard. Jerome Tang is getting everything out of this team he possibly can. He is. What's going to happen when the frustration sets in? Because we saw some of this last night. They were down 12 at the half. They weren't playing well. They weren't making baskets. They're a little ugly to watch. They'll scrap with you. And they somehow get the game tied 61-all with four minutes and some change to play. And then it's meltdown time. Two minutes and something to play. It's a four-point game. And Jerome Tang gets a technical. Not over anything he said to the ref, and it wasn't a confrontation. It was a physical body reaction to a call. Now, I haven't seen it, and I didn't see a camera shot of it. My guess is he did the whirling dervish and threw his arms and went crazy and jumped up and down, and they called him for a tee. And that was the end of the game. So Jerome Tang lost that game. If K-State had a chance, down four with two minutes to play, and they've won plenty of games like that, he blew it. He blew it. Then after the game, he went up to TJ Otzelberger, the head coach for Iowa State, and had a confrontation in the handshake line. And after the game, both coaches said, this is between us. Everything's okay. We're not talking about it. It is believed it has to do with a couple rows of fans that were probably near the Iowa State bench, but when K-State was then on the end of the floor, the things they were saying to the K-State players. And so this thing was testy. At one point, Tang went down toward TJ and was like, hey, are you going to stop them from doing what they're doing? Remember, Jerome Tang did the impossible. He got K-State fans to stop the FKU chant at Bramlage Coliseum. So Tang at least is asking for something that he's done. He has stopped the profanity and the things that, are go- that went on at Bramlage. He has stopped that single-handedly has stopped that, which isn't really noble. It's just the right thing to do. So he got it done. He's asking TJ to do the same thing at Iowa State, but it wasn't happening. So after the game, it was like a father-son moment. Tang was trying to be the dad telling the son what to do. It was really not a good look for Jerome Tang. He looked a little bit like a sore loser. Apparently he wasn't. TJ Otzenberger said, hey, it's okay. We're okay here. We don't have a problem. We're handling this between ourselves. We'll work it out. And Tang said the same thing, and we're not talking about it. But it didn't look good. I've got an opinion, and it's a hot take. 
I think Jerome Tang is building a massive ego. I think it's happened very fast. I, well, not that fast because it took him 19 years to be a head coach. I think it came easy last year. He had a couple of NBA caliber players. He got to the Elite Eight. Everybody tells him how great he is. He has other schools calling his agent, wanting to prime away from K-State in the offseason. He's got that now. He's got a president of the university he doesn't like. He's in, in a fight with the president of the university. And clearly the fans are on Jerome Tang's side. Keep Tang at all costs. Get rid of the university president. I think his ego is about to be out of control. They got a Tang special at Starbucks in Manhattan. You just walk up and you order the Tang special. He does a thing called Tang time where he's with the students. I think the egos get, I think he's, ooh. You know, we often say about young kid actors or athletes, it's hard to handle. You get this instant fame. This is instant fame. He's not a young man, but this is instant fame. Nobody knew Jerome Tang sitting on the bench over there as an assistant. Instant fame for Jerome Tang, and he's using it. I would not be surprised if he's not at Kansas State next year. That would not surprise me. I hope he is. I think he's a much better coach than I thought. And his kids play so hard for him. And there are so many tremendous qualities about this man as a man and as a human being. So many. Doesn't look good when you're standing there in Ames after losing, after you lost the game with a technical foul over a call that had nothing to do with the fans. You lost the game for your team. And you're lecturing to the other coach in the handshake line? Not a good look for Jerome Tang. Our final final is brought to you by Amini's Galleria. Online at Amini's.com, 105th and Metcalf for all your outdoor furniture needs or indoor game room needs, rugs, bar stools, all the games. You know what's there. Come on, when was the last time you went to Amini's? 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Ideal Health KC is online at idealhealthkc.com. This is regenerative medicine. You've heard so much about this in so many different ways, but nobody's been doing it as long as Dr. Kip Van Camp. He was one of the first in the country to start doing this because he was helping his own dad. That was when he was a certified interventional radiologist. And then he moved his practice to this after he prolonged his dad's life. And maybe it's not about prolonging your life. Maybe it's getting rid of joint pain, shoulder, back, knees. He can help with that. Get the consultation. Schedule it today. Call Ideal Health at 913-745-5300. This is not shots and pills from Big Pharma. This is your body helping itself get better. And TimeWise Media is online at timewisemedia.com. Over 20 years of experience, TimeWise Media is your trusted local marketing partner for your business, they got a wealth of knowledge to propel small and medium-sized businesses. They can do TV and radio ads. They can do cutting-edge digital campaigns. They've got a full suite of marketing services under one roof. They are not expensive, and they custom it to what you want. Your budget, your call. If you just want better influence through social media, on Google searches, or Facebook ads, or things like that, they can help you target the perfect zip codes for your business. They know how to do this. Go to timewisemedia.com or call Chris Benson at 913-702-2722 or timewisemedia.com. Our final final is KMBC Channel 9 in Kansas City. Put a graphic up for the Chiefs-Ravens game on Sunday. Two o'clock, it said. Chiefs and Ravens. And they had the Olathe Northwest High School Ravens logo up there, which was just fantastic. Somebody got the screenshot, put it all over X. The whole world started passing it around. It's pretty funny. I immediately quote tweeted it 
and sent back, yes, but Olathe Northwest quarterback can pass the ball better than Lamar. <laughs> I do not think Lamar Jackson is a good passer. I'm sorry. And I don't think he looks good passing. I think it all looks awkward and sloppy. Come on, Chiefs defense. I'm going to be rooting for Kev to be right this week for sure. Anyway, this graphic went viral. It was pretty funny. And eventually, the Olathe Northwest football team, Olathe Northwest Ravens, says, we accept the challenge. And I forget what their second line was. I don't have it in front of me here. But it was something like, uh, you know, we're a 60-point underdog or something of this nature. So it was fun. It was tongue-in-cheek. And Olathe Northwest High School has been retweeted about a million times since Channel 9 put the wrong Ravens team up as the opponent of the Chiefs, not the Baltimore Ravens, the Olathe Northwest Ravens. Fun stuff. There's KKHI for this Thursday. Please hit the like, follow, or subscribe button if you can. Uh, I had a friend come up to me this weekend and say, hey, show me how to hit the subscribe button. And I went through this thing, and I went, and I saw the check mark, and I said, okay, you're following me. That's the same thing. There are different words for this. You can like a podcast. You can follow a podcast. You can subscribe to a podcast. Those are all free. If you want to be a patron of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, that's a whole different deal. You get off your device, wherever you listen, you go to your computer, and you go to kkhasissues.com and just click on Become a Patron. We'll be doing another patron podcast later today. We did a great Between the Lines 2.0 with Danny yesterday. I did a patron podcast on Tuesday. We do the newsletter every weekend. It comes right to the inbox of your mail, your email. I think you'll like being a patron. So many of you say, I just haven't gone and signed up because you think it's scary or it's going to be hard. It's not. Go to kkasissues.com on your laptop or your computer. Take five minutes, click on Become a Patron, and you're done. And you go to all this premium content for $5 a month. Love to have you on board at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the KKList.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.